2: Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
1: You have 47 new voicemails.
2: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
3: KNC Masterpiece right here on 105. through The Fan. We are live from Radio Row in Las Vegas. Thank you very much, Low T Center. Best by windows and siding and a number one air we've been rocking that a number one air hot seat all day long hoping to talk with luke keekley in just a minute but in case you've missed out on a lot of happenings of the day daniel gafford that he is being traded to the dallas mavericks it looks like for Rashawn Holmes and two second-round picks, which the Mavericks had to go procure from Oklahoma City, and Adolos Garcia agrees on a two-year deal that will avoid the arbitration hearing today and buy out next year's arbitration. I don't know if I've seen a final number on that. Our guess was maybe two years, fifteen to sixteen million dollars. We will get back with you on that about the specific number. It sounds like
0: it might be fourteen million. Yeah, that's fourteen Al- million. Alec, yeah. oh, okay.
3: Sorry, I did not hear you there, Alec. All right, so two years, fourteen million dollars. All right, so we didn't we didn't get it, but we were decently close. Yeah,
0: I said fifteen. Yeah,
3: and I, you were better than I was. So Adolus
0: is probably you know like gosh, that guy said I was going to get fifteen. I he should have held out for one more million. I
3: don't know if that's no. necessarily what I was going to take away from that. Now, we talked about.
0: It seems really cheap for a dude who gets you a hundred RBIs absolutely. a year. And, and plays great right field defense.
4: P J Washington to Dallas oh hold on, Kevin. You want more information on this?
0: No no uh, breaking news what do you breaking got?
4: news on Kevin uh this story. Uh <laughs> Sham Sharania is saying that Charlotte is trading PJ Washington to Dallas for a package around Grant Williams, Seth Curry, and a first round pick. Okay. That is from Shams, according to the athletic. Oh, is it the first round pick yeah, that PJ? Yeah, that's, that's frustrating. frustrating. I
3: mean we talked about in the crosshawk.
0: I thought That felt like a high price for him.
4: They're making moves, though. And that's another front court player, obviously. They're not just sitting
3: back. He
0: can wing it, too. You can get better. Now, obviously, that's more of a a small four-wing player. He's not, you know, he's better. This is, we wanted P.J. Washington over Grant Williams. Yes. In the offseason. The problem is, is P.J. Washington was more than a mid-level exception. So, it was going to be a, you're going to have to do a sign-in trade, which made it very difficult to get P.J. Washington. So... They kind of get the guy who I think they wanted more than Grant Williams by trading Grant Williams. I think the issue is here is now with the pick going to New York and then a pick going to Brooklyn in 2029, and now most likely either your 2026 or 2027 first-round pick going to Charlotte, you are limited in the offseason in what you can do. You now are, are going to be limited in, in – in your assets in the offseason. So.
3: Can I devil's advocate this just a little bit? You always do. Okay. I I think I'm with you. Yeah. I, I really do about the first-round pick. Here's what I will throw out, because we talked earlier about the players that are going to be here for the next three years. Right. P.J. Washington is another player that you've got with you for the next two-and-a-half seasons. Yeah. So do you think the Mavericks look at it from the perspective of, let's say now... Josh Green, PJ Washington, Daniel Gafford, Kyrie, Luca, Lively. They feel like, hey, we're we're starting to build at least players that we know will be here for a while, so that will hamper them in the off season at least. Oh, and Hardy, obviously. Yeah, yeah. A- at least they feel like for the next two and a half years, we have a better sense of who is
0: definitely going to be here. Is yeah, that too yeah, optimistic? No, no, no. no that's. That, I think that that's how they're looking at it. P.J. Uh, Washington, I almost said Tucker, has to be better than what he's been in his career. He's only 25 years old. He'll be 26 in the offseason. He has to be better than what he's been. And so the hope is, the to me, the Mavericks have to make this trade, which they are, saying – He's going to be better with us. He's going to reach his potential with us because he has not reached his potential in Charlotte. Do you think
3: that the Luka bonus that we saw with Tim Hardaway Jr. to a certain extent will kick in for Washington when it comes to his shooting? Because one of the things that we've talked about that is a huge asset for Luka and for this team is he gets you different looks. He gets you more wide open looks, if we're being honest.
0: But... I feel like Lamelo Ball does that in Charlotte. I okay, don't think that much of a difference. Upgrade. I understand in Washington they got crap players yeah. over there, but I just I look at this in PJ Washington because I was looking at Miles Bridges too, right? And and you're looking at different ways because Charlotte has been a team the Mavericks have been connected to, and I think of it and I go, yeah, there could be an uptick to your point, but it's not like when you go from let's say Brooklyn, where recently after trading Kyrie Irving they haven't had a point guard to set you up. That's why Dorian Finney-Smith is struggling so much in Brooklyn is because he doesn't have, to your point, working off of Luka. But Washington, Bridges, whoever's working in Charlotte, there are games where they're working off of Ball having it, and, and he does give you pretty darn good looks off of his skill.
3: Do you like, I know you're going to lose the first-round pick. I Like, I'm not trying to discount that. I hope you know that, Mike. I'm not right. like, get over it. I, I'm not discounting that at all. I am pleased on the flip side that Hardy and Omax are staying here. I kind of assumed if you would have told me both of these deals at the beginning of the day, I would have assumed something would have moved out on that front.
0: To your point right now, you do have your two first-round picks that you drafted last year. You do have Green, who I do think his value is very low in this league. Yeah, Uh, And then Hardy, who I think has potential to grow still. So you still have those three young guys or even four young guys. Lively's going nowhere. And the thing is, is Grant Williams wasn't working out here. He Agreed. didn't work here. Yeah. It, was, it probably wasn't going to get much better. And so they look at a guy who they liked more in the offseason, just couldn't get in P.J. Washington uh, to really help out. So I'm I'm excited. And Curry had nothing left. Like there was and there you was weren't,
3: you weren't using him. Yeah. yeah. And,
0: and, and so and, at all. And yeah. look, his dad dealt calls the games in Charlotte. That's where he lives. He's going to be kind of a fan favorite there if he gets playing time. That one of the Curry boys is there where Dell grew them up. So I, I understand from Charlotte's perspective, they are t- 10 and 40 this year. Like we're yeah, going nowhere with this team. So PJ Washington hasn't helped them win. They thought he would, he didn't. And so, but PJ Washington, I think you'd agree with me, he has to be better than what he's been in Charlotte. And, okay, you get to pick one thing that's better mm-hmm.
3: three point shooting or rebounding capabilities.
0: 3 point shooting. Okay. I figured I just wanted to check. I think that can get better. Okay. I'm not sure at his size that you he don't think he's going to be a better rebounder. I look at his second year in the league he averaged 6.5. That's the best he's ever done. He's about a 5 rebound a guy. Yeah. Person. Yeah, yeah. But that's better than Grant Williams here. True. So is you it, get a that, little bit Is that
4: still with with the size you have at center now like with with two guys like that is it still going to be Stand and stand around and wait for a three for you, or is there going to be some more options there? for PJ?
0: Yeah, he has more options. He's a he's a better one on one player, but he's still with Kyrie and Luca having the ball. The ball's he gonna will be a around. starter. So Gafford, I think, will come off the bench and share the minutes with Lively. When you're healthy, I think PJ Washington takes Grant Williams said been out of the starting lineup now and was out he's gonna take Derek jones jr spot okay so i think he's a starting player and then for jones is a
4: as a fill-in is pretty good
3: and jones got Smith, a, i
0: think comes off the bench
4: i gotta add on for you all right is per
3: sha, per shams the mavericks get back two second round picks so I
0: wonder if those
3: because we talked about picking up the two second round picture from Oklahoma City. Yeah. And now you see that. But that might just be they're like, hey, we got to have something. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And then I, maybe I like that if they like want to
4: make another, you know, lower type movie. I don't know if they got something from Oklahoma City, you know. Yeah. And I, so if they did, the and then they have another couple of second rounds to work with maybe, maybe that's it. I don't know. And sorry, Kevin, I saw Terry McLaurin. Uh, I was, was wondering like, who ah. you were looking There's at. Just the Jamar Chase is up there, Terry McLaurin. Like, all the receivers, all the elite receivers in the league right now are, are popping around. It's awesome. I mean, that is, that is very, very cool. But for
3: Mavericks fans, as it stands right now, and look, this sounds ridiculous on an already very busy day. You still got about an hour and 50 minutes to go. I don't know if something else could be in store, but you picked up Daniel Gafford. You picked up P.J. Washington. So you're talking about helping out on your rebounding. you're talking about helping out on the wing and shedding Rashawn Holmes, Grant Williams, and Curry in the process. Here's
0: the good news. I think the insanity of Mark Cuban saying we have all the most underrated players in the NBA – Nico Harrison has come in with Jason Kidd and said, we don't, Mark. Yeah. We don't have any centers on this team. I know how much you like Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleba. We have to get better than this. And so this is the good news. They've watched the team like, at least I'll say I've watched the team, and go, this isn't very good. This is an average NBA team who can't make it out of the first round of the playoffs. And they've now made moves to say, Hey, we know that. We know this isn't a very good team. We know that this team can't go very far. Let's see if these two young 25-year-old athletic guys can help us out. So I do like it from that perspective, and I do like that you got it's weird one first is, is probably worth about four seconds. Right. But you did get back two second round picks, which yeah. could help you out. And if it's half off, Charlotte's deal. this year's yeah. second round pick might be the number one pick. <laughs> that,
3: like it that, might be the number, yeah. it might be the 31st pick in the draft. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. We're live at Radio Row in Las Vegas. Coming up next, let's talk with Super Bowl champion and pro football hall of Famer Warren Sapp. Next, right
1: here. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
3: KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. We got a lot of moving parts. Warren Sapp demanded to be on the show right now. We said, (laughs) look, you're going to have to wait until tomorrow or there was a scheduling conflict. I will let you decide, but we will make that happen. In his stead, a different type of intimidation comes to the table (laughs) in Maggie Gray. How are you today?
1: Just as many career sacks as Warren Sapp, guys. No. Uh, No. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Now, we got a lot to talk about, but I'm going to let you lead the way. Perhaps
3: you know what we should be talking about right now. Well,
1: I appreciate it because I, I stopped by to see you guys because Emmett Smith, of course, the legendary Cowboys running yes, back, you guys him. know him. Yeah. He's going to be on with morning show tomorrow. You heard of him. Uh, well, he came by our set, Maggie and Perloff Show, and, you know, we've interviewed Emmett a couple times. You guys know he is incredibly measured. He's incredibly media savvy. Yep. He's a, such a gentleman. He's lovely to have as a guest. He's not usually critical of the Cowboys, though, because I think he sees the inside. He knows how the sausage is made, and he gets how everything works over there. That was not the tenor and tone today. The clear frustration over the loss to the Packers was palpable. He said and told us that if he was the GM, Mike McCarthy would be gone Mm, because of how bad the team looked in that playoff game. He said that. The reason he believes that Dak Prescott struggles in big games and cannot get over the hump is a lack of preparation. He pointed specifically, not actually to the playoff game when he was illustrating his point about that, but rather the win against the Detroit Lions. And how, when you guys got, when the Dallas Cowboys got the ball back with about three minutes left to go after the Jared Goff interception and could have salted away the game three straight pass plays, Agreed. executed what was a bad Mike McCarthy game plan or whatever, but he said Troy Aikman wouldn't have done that. Take a sack. Don't throw the ball out of bounds. Be aware. He said that it's either a lack of preparation or, and this is his quote, not mine, he forgot he was playing a football game. Oh,
3: my gosh.
1: This was unlike anything I've ever heard from Emmett Smith. He was clearly frustrated, and it's funny because that's in a win. You know, Dan Campbell and the poor decision to continue to go for two after the penalty got all the attention from that game. But Mike McCarthy's game management, I mean, that could have and maybe should have cost the Cowboys a win.
4: Sounds he's like Emmett was listening to our show too on a couple of those yes. things. I didn't ask him that, yeah. but uh, <laughs> but he was
1: ready to go. He had the receipts. I mean, obviously he's super knowledgeable, he's oh, yeah. really still into the team.
4: But he's frustrated. Yeah, he's and that's super what, frustrated. That's what it sounds like. Good. He's he's frustrated as a former player that has the ear of the guy who could make those decisions change. And and or maybe he doesn't have that ear because I'm not the GM.
1: I didn't ask him, right, he said, and I'm not the GM, but he also said, you know, I there was a moment when uh, Troy Aikman had given an interview where he thought maybe just the pressure of having the star on your helmet becomes more intense as you get into the playoffs. Emmett was not having any of that. He said that never happened to Troy and never happened to him and never happened to Michael, uh, and it shouldn't be happening now. It's more of a lack of preparation than not being able to meet the moment um, because he believes that, you know, despite America's team and all the attention that the Cowboys get, that this is not supposed to be a team built on hype. That was his words. This is supposed to be a team built on winning. Mm -hmm. And instead, it's gotten to a point where this is a team that's about hype and it's not about winning. You know, that's a really interesting
3: point because I know we can look back now and see how hyped the 90s Cowboys are. But they didn't take off because Emmitt Smith was the most dynamic personality <laughs> in the world. They just kept winning Super Bowls. And that's the same thing for Troy Aikman. He, would, he was very measured with the media as well. Now, I get Michael Irvin. He's always had personality for days. He'll be on our show tomorrow. But they, they got that notoriety and that hype because they just kept winning. Not
4: because they were like, wow, look how flashy but they, these guys are. they also had the ringleader at the same time saying, hey, I'm, I'm really good at getting publicity. So they had that, this perfect combination at that time, but they've lost that one part since, you know, obviously since Jimmy Johnson left. So
1: uh, to that end, we did talk about the coaching. So because... Emmett Smith was so critical of McCarthy and again told us that if he was the GM the McCarthy would have been fired he said and he was surprised they didn't make the move he said because of how bad they looked against the Green Bay Packers Um, and again these are his words not mine he we asked him could he see Bill Belichick ever coming to coach the Patriots and he like kind of laughed and scoffed. He goes, the Cowboys. I can see the Cowboys. I'm sorry. I can definitely see Belichick coaching (laughs) the Patriots. (laughs) We watched it for 25 years. Sorry, Bill Belichick coached the Cowboys. Excuse me. He said, he laughed. He goes, those two can't work together. Quit fooling yourselves. Then in a moment said, okay, Jerry can work with anybody and sort of got a little bit more measured, but his initial reaction was quit fooling yourself. They're not going to work together. Or he didn't think.
3: Did he give you his stump speech for Darren Woodson being in the Hall of Fame as well?
1: (laughs) We did not get to that. We had to get to some other (laughs) more uh, urgent matters.
3: It's urgent for us. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's
1: We've the most waiting urgent line. Okay, it's I, not, it's not looking good guy, for today. so, there, kind. so. Oh, yeah. Okay. I just have
0: one of my friends texting me, I love this lady. <laughs> oh, wow. so. She's I love this wonderful. you, too. She's great to listen <laughs> and to. That, I don't
1: know how my mom got your number, but that is really cool. <laughs> it you know, could you're be friends Bob- with my husband, I guess. <laughs> it could
3: be our morning show. one of our morning show hosts, too, who is not a fan of Mike McCarthy. So that could uh. be Bobby texting <laughs> no, me was, like, yes. It was a
0: listener who just obviously there's a lot of Cowboy fans who feel – the way Emmett is feeling yeah. and it's and I think the tough thing is is now it's not a one off for Dak Prescott right. or Mike McCarthy, but for Dak Prescott, it's two and five in these games. And if you take out the first loss where he did play well his rookie he year. Packers, yeah. He does he can't even throw for ninety yards at halftime. At halftime he's always put the Cowboys whether it's Mike McCarthy, whether it's Jason Garrett, he puts the Cowboys in a situation where you're always down by two scores. And now you have to come back with 30 minutes left in the game, and you are down by, in this case, 27-7. to 7. But even against Jimmy Garoppolo played horrible against the Cowboys. He still played almost as horrible as Jimmy Garoppolo in that game. So it's a consistent with Dak. When it's a do-or-die situation, he will play close to the worst you've seen him play.
1: I can imagine how frustrating that is for you guys. And clearly, again, Emmett, and this is all his words, not mine. Yeah. I mean, he was really – he was venting, quite frankly, because I think it's still pent up. But it's got to be still really fresh for you guys, uh, that, that terrible loss.
4: Yeah, I think the other thing, too, Kevin, is we've heard a lot of people be critical of Jerry, or Cowboys players be critical of Jerry, be critical of things. Never hear them being critical of Dak. They go back to his leadership always and, hey, look, yeah. you got that first. They're never that. So hearing him say something like that's interesting regarding Troy and the star on his helmet.
1: Yeah, and, you know, it's funny because because Dak Prescott hasn't won a Super Bowl, maybe you think, all right, if the play call comes in, and even you know, all right, I shouldn't be throwing in this situation because we're trying to milk clock, we're trying to get them to burn timeouts, whatever the situational football aspect, can a quarterback override a coach? What can you do? Can Dak Prescott, does he have the authority to, you know, change a play or whatever? And I think Emmett believes he does or he should, Mm -hmm. and he's not. That was sort of a part of reading between the lines.
0: And I think for Emmett Smith, I was a kid that my grandfather had season tickets in the 80s and 90s. And I went to the game for free because there was 20,000 empty seats. And when my grandfather would hand the guy four tickets and I was the fifth, a little eight to 10-year-old boy, like, we don't care. There's 20,000 empty seats here. So Michael – Emmett and Troy came to the Dallas Cowboys when there was only 40,000 people in a 60,000 seat stadium on a consistent basis going to see them. They had to win to be important. Mm. The Cowboys weren't important in 87 through 1990. It was in 91 when those guys made the Cowboys relative again through winning football games. And Dak and whoever else, they actually don't have to win to be some of the most relevant people in this sport.
4: I think it's interesting. The Stephen Jones was asked during the maybe the Senior Bowl, and he was like, "You know, you know Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Patrick Mahomes, they all you trust them, and you know how we all feel about Dak. Well, they feel about Dak that they have to build a team around him. That's how they feel. That's an honest assessment of what they feel within that place. It's not the same." Mahomes make, goes out, he makes a, a a pass out of bounds on a third down and says I live for another day. So that that exact topic that you're discussing right there, they do feel they have to build a better team around Dak than they do say he's the guy that just does what Mahomes does out there.
3: Have you made a Super Bowl <laughs> pick? Would you like Reddit to help you make your pick?
1: <laughs> Is Reddit helping me? Yes. And they're better than my picks this year, so I'll take all the help well, I can. Well here's get. the
3: thing. One person in particular is worse than any of you all Super Bowl picks, and that's why we should use this to our advantage. There is a user on Reddit who has incorrectly predicted the Super Bowl for 16 consecutive (laughs) years. That's that.
1: That's a skill? (gasps) Yeah, that is. That is weird. (laughs) They
3: just get it wrong that many times. That's (laughs) consistency. Their prediction... Is the Chiefs, and it starts like this. Why, oh, why are the 49ers the favorites? I keep scratching my head all week, and I get that, but then I think about the fact that this person has posted their Super Bowl pick for the last 16 years and has been wrong every single time, and think, advantage now, 49ers.
1: I, I tend to see, so the very first moment after the NFC Championship game ended and they set the first Super Bowl line, and it was... I believe it was San Francisco when it was uh, minus two. three yeah, or was two, two, wherever. Seven and a half, yeah. Immediately bet it because I just watched Patrick Mahomes go into Baltimore and before that Buffalo and beat Miami. I'm like, they're on a heater. The wide receivers have figured it out. The defense is playing amazing. It's not even about the offense, weirdly. So I bet it immediately. And now over the last two weeks, I'm doing the second guess. I'm like, D- oh, I no, – oh. oh. D- Also, there's something actually – kind of personally at stake for me on this one because oh? i've been a little bit well i'm not critical of brock purdy i think brock is an amazing story and he's playing um he's had some incredible moments the comeback against green bay yep. and then the second half against the lions where he got a little help from the lions but again but he's
4: shaky early yeah. he's shaky
1: early that's just that's the truth that doesn't make you a brock purdy hater he <laughs> just didn't play well early in the game so i didn't understand how brock purdy was getting mvp consideration now as a finalist like Good quarterback more than capable to win a Super Bowl all that but MVP I mean what are we doing Christian McCaffrey Lamar so many better seasons I thought and more responsible for the success if the 49ers win the Super Bowl we had a listener send me a Brock Purdy for MVP t-shirt Awesome. If they win, I've to got to win. wear it for a month straight. Yeah. Oh my
3: goodness! Yeah, you don't want a to do month. That. Can they send yeah. you multiple ones? You have <laughs> you we
1: have all these things? details to figure out if they win. Can I wash it? Does it have to be yeah. like touching my skin? Can I wear oh. something under it? Yeah. Can I like wear it as a hat or like a armband? How creative can I get with it? Yeah. So I personally have a lot at stake on the lo- okay. in this game.
0: That is a lot on the yeah, line. Well,
4: we don't want San Francisco to win anyway. So <laughs> no, I think we're okay with I, that. I, I do not. On I your would imagine
1: you one. guys are. Uh, <laughs> I
4: don't
0: mind. Yeah. I think Brock Perry is okay.
4: good. All right. That's yeah. enough out of well,
1: you, Well, Maggie, thank, thank you, you for okay. Okay. stopping
3: by, for giving us all the scoop on Emmett. Where can people find that audio if they want to go search it out right so now?
1: So right now it's on social media. So if you're uh, on X or Twitter, it's at Maggie and Pearl or at Maggie Gray or at at Andrew Perloff uh, my co-host was McLovin on the Dan Patrick show for 12 years and now we have our own thing going at CBS, which is really cool um, it's all there on social now and that's where you can find it for now immediately it's all there and it's all Emmett's own words and it's subtitled, and you can, in any form you want, you can hear the frustration in his voice, too. That's awesome. Outstanding. Thank
3: you, thank you very, very thank much you guys. for stopping I'm by. I'm such a huge
1: fan of your show, by the way, so thank oh, you for God. having yes. me. Thank Ladies and
3: gentlemen, Maggie Gray it. right here on 105.3 The fan. You
0: know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Which, yes,
3: I do know what you're talking about. All right. <laughs> We're going to keep on rolling. You're free to go. We are going to (laughs) keep on rolling. The content doesn't stop. People jumping in, jumping out of the A-number-one air hot seat, and we appreciate it very, very much. And I do believe coming to the table after this, oh, another lovely, lovely Hall of Fame jacket that is rocking out there. We've got kellen winslow senior and just for a quick recap for people who have been tuning in tuning out doing their life having their work and everything like that the mavericks pick up daniel gafford they pick up pj washington today and the rangers agree to the two-year deal with Adolis garcia which will avoid arbitration and buy out next season's arbitration so There, we're caught up on the things that the Metroplex folks are locked into. Now, we bring in another Hall of Famer, Kellen Winslow Sr. Good morning, sir.
6: It says it's on. Yeah, we might need a little help right there. Is there another Hall of Famer in the building? Uh, I mean, Uh, we did get to talk to Steve Largent. So I didn't good. realize Steve was in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Man, when did that happen?
3: I mean, I guess a long time ago.
6: Yeah, we, I think it was 1995. We
3: tried to retroactively compare his stats and get him booted out. So he gets. Oh. To, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. I'm kidding. We
4: would not do such. <laughs> thing. He wouldn't tell us about the secret Hall of Famers dinner. Uh, do you have a secret Hall of Famers dinner?
6: I that can't you tell, tell you him? about it. See, I just can't not, tell nobody you. Nobody will
3: tell
4: me about this. See,
3: Steve didn't give him anything. Now you've just fed into his <laughs> weird you. paranoia about never getting to go to this. Now, Mike asked an interesting question earlier that I am now really interested in. If you get bigger or smaller, do they adjust the Hall of Fame jacket for
6: you? What are you saying? Mm. I,
4: it theoretically.
3: Some people. What are you saying? Some, theoretically, if
6: some people.
4: Yeah. Some. If some people well, out there got you know bigger you, you shoulders, get a, you
6: get another jacket, but you keep the patch. Oh,
4: okay. That's awesome.
6: That's yes, patches. One. Uh, I was the 180th person inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. In 1995, just happens to be the same year that Steve Largent went into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Who's the, the better class? Hall of Famer, though? Who's the better Hall of Famer? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we were both number 80, and I got number 180. So they kept it closer for you.
3: Yeah. There's like an
6: argument to be made.
3: Yeah. Okay. Well, Steve is gone. So. Oh well. Steve, I'll go. Steve yeah. is gone. If Steve, well.
6: Oh, he left the building. Our table. Well, he if was he okay. comes the back, right. I he thought, he thought something
3: happened. Steve large We had now, breakfast this morning. Yeah. No more breaking. <laughs> <news>. <laughs> no, Steve. No. Hopefully not right now. Is <laughs> 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 what a muted reaction that would be? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Steve's gone. <laughs> ah well. We no, all move on. Our age,
6: you know, you just you just never know. Sometimes I don't turn on the news because. Yeah.
3: You never know. found out I passed away. One of the. One of the things that's been a big story of Super Bowl week is the practice field and the conditions for the 49ers. I, I was kind of curious, how big of an impact will that make it? Because the NFLPA has come out and talked about it. The 49ers are like, it's good enough, I guess. How big of a deal is that leading into the biggest game of the year?
6: Did Taylor Swift's roadie group install the field?
5: I don't know that to start another rumor. I just want another, you know, another
6: conspiracy theory. Uh, yeah. This was going to affect the score, the um, odds in Vegas. We're in Vegas. Yes. It's going to, it's going to yes. affect the odds of the game. Uh, if it's, I don't know anything about the practice uh, facility for the 49ers that they've got, but I do know that you have to have great conditions to prepare. And if there is something that's subpar about that, it just would not be fair.
3: They had to move to a college, and they, they have been very clear that it's, it's not great. It's good enough. You know, so that feels like a tough break to me.
6: It is, it is, and somebody's somebody in the NFL operations office is going to pay for that. <laughs> I they can will definitely see yeah. that.
4: The world of tight ends is amazing to me because now you see all these is guys. Is that a
6: personal statement? No. Well, no. This is my favorite <laughs> position itself. Yeah, I'm ever. this is amazing.
4: <laughs> no, the position itself—it's amazing because <laughs> the the way that it's changed over time. But also like the unity that these guys have. You See Kittle and Kelsey having you know their their camp, their their tight end camp, course, and everything, uh-huh. and they're trying to grow that position with the younger players coming into the league. And I just kind of curious like what you're when you see the way it's devo- evolved, and developed. What are your thoughts on that?
6: Well, uh, they should reach. I think they should reach out to some of the older players who play tight end and who can help them grow that camp and that concept. Of, what we did in San Diego, a lot of people say, was the start of the tight end yes. position. And they sometimes you know, say, well, you, you, know, you, Kellen Winslow, revolutionized the tight end position. And I go, no, I didn't because I, did, I don't call the plays. Right. You know, I don't set up the offense. Don Correale, who just got into the Pro Football Hall of Fame last year, yes. um, who should have been there years ago, was the coach who decided to take out the fullback and to put the tight end in and to use the tight end, me, in the way that we did. Uh, I'm not the first talent who could do that. You know, there was uh, a guy by the name of John Mackey who would have been great in that uh, offense with the Chargers. Uh, Charlie Sanders, Charlie Young, uh, on and on. You know, uh, tight ends who could have done uh, the same things that I did. I just happened to be in San Diego when it all happened.
4: Somebody recognized, hey, we got something different here. Yeah, we got something
6: different here. Uh, He's smart enough to know the assignments at the different area. We can move him around. You know, we had to learn, uh, all the receivers had to learn X, Y, and Z, all three positions because you may be the X, Y, or Z at any given time and understand where you are in that formation. So it gave us an opportunity to move around a lot to confuse the defense or to force the defense to simplify what they were doing. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then when they simplified what they were doing, it was simpler for the quarterback, our quarterback, Dan Fouts, to make a decision on what to do with the ball. So instead of them dictating to us what we were doing, we were dictating to them what they could or could not do and taking advantage of it. So when it
0: comes to this Super Bowl week, a lot of former players say they love it because they get to see a lot of guys that they don't get to see much anymore i was wondering do you still text and call some of your former teammates i don't a like lot? those
6: guys they, they really, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> geez. just because you shower together you they think you should stay in touch <laughs> it does make sense uh, like you know, of, if, you know. if you, well okay now that i say it out loud it does make sense um yeah we do we do it's that's the sports is a people business And just like most organizations, if you're not treating your people well, you're not going to be successful. We get it.
5: Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
6: And those organizations that are able to keep that uh, lineage, that legacy going through the alumni who are close to each other, it really is special. And that's one thing that organizations in today's football world are going to have trouble dealing with because of free agency. There's so much movement. Um, I played nine years in the NFL. Dan Fouts was my quarterback for eight of those years. Uh, Charlie Joyner was the other wide receiver for eight of those years. Uh, you're not going to see that. All yeah. three of us are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You're not going to see that very much in today's game of free agency. So to be able to have those ties. I watch their kids grow up. They watch me grow up. Uh, we stay in touch with family when there's uh, someone is sick. We rally behind them. So, yeah, that's that's very important because sports is a people business. You know, it's
0: interesting in today's world of sports. I played, my dad played, Major League Baseball, is when you go into clubhouses now, and call them clubhouses instead of locker rooms, the guys are individually on their phone. They're not having what you're talking about is these relationships you build. And I always wonder, I wonder what the relationships are with today's football players, because in baseball, a lot of guys are just on their cell phone. And when the game's over, they're not eating dinner afterwards yeah. together in the right. clubhouse. They're jetting out of the clubhouse yeah. as fast we as we can. You know,
6: guys would go out after uh, practice sometimes. And during the off seasons, we would do trips together. Um, Hawaii, we would go down to Mexico, you know, uh, have dinners from time to time. Uh, the offensive linemen always had dinner together. So those types of things are important in building a sense of an organization or, for lack of a better term, family. Yeah. Because when you have a close-knit type family, things don't seem to slip through the cracks like they do when you have an organization that's not really connected. And you can tell some organizations that are not really connected because they will never win. They will never win.
3: Do you think Patrick Mahomes is really on to something? Because, Corey, you showed me this story. is He's like, hey, don't go do anything. Don't go see anything. I'll bring you all back to Las Vegas if we all f- stay tight, follow the rules. Exactly. That seems like the way to go, right? Yeah, that's
6: the leadership in the quarterback position, setting the tone for how we're going to prepare for this week and reminding guys what, we're, what they're here for. And you have to have leaders who have the permission of the coaches, to take that type of role, and coaches want the leaders to do that.
3: Talking with Kellen Winslow Sr. right here on 105.3 The Fan, and don't worry, Mark, we're also going to get you involved at any point. He's just Is... cracking
4: all these jokes, and we love know. it. You know? <laughs> you get ready. I'm... I hope you get your stand-up set ready. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs>
6: okay, good. By the way, I'm, I'm at Caesars two nights next week. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I would definitely come see that show. Absolutely. But would you pay?
3: Uh-huh. Well, you're here now. I okay, see well, you're in right, a see, see, that's <laughs> why I can't yeah, get yeah. a gig. <laughs> yeah. i got to get an agent. Okay, well, we'll <laughs> talk about gridiron greats. You'll give me seats to the show. It'll be great. Is, I, I was curious about the Hall of Fame announcement gets made tonight. Is As a Hall of Famer, do you take more, I don't know, pride or pay more attention into each class and be like, okay, I like it. New guys. Well, For the but, secret dinner.
6: The, the secret dinner, we talk about these things, and we have a secret handshake that I can't show you sure. <laughs> Dang it. or do with you. Um, for me, it is still hard to believe that I'm in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's humbling. Here's a guy who played one year of high school football who wasn't very good right. his senior year of high school football. I had 17 catches. In a wishbone offense, Mm. I think it was 17 catches. for. It was under 200 yards, (laughs) and I had one touchdown and one two-point conversion. The defensive end on our team had more touchdowns than I did. Okay. And to end up where I am here, it's it's a fairytale. And uh, everything that I've been a part of, I can take very little credit for because I've been surrounded by great people by great players, by great coaches who always thought um, more of me than I thought of myself. Nope. I'm, I'm very fortunate.
3: And one of the things that I love that you're doing, and we had the chance to talk with Steve about this earlier, is y'all are working to help some a lot of the players from that era, and that's where the combination comes in with Southern recipes, Small Batch, Pork Rind Appreciation, and also the Gridiron Greats assistance fund mm-hmm. can you walk us through maybe how this partnership came together and what people can do if they want to help out
7: oh absolutely uh, and by the way big fan of the show from oh. dallas all my life oh, nice. uh, thank you very I'm much
3: KRLD. uh i mean i'm
7: a fan since brad so, Oh wow. so okay. you guys uh, rock and uh, we've got a plant right down on singleton boulevard if y'all ever want to come pork rinds, right? Okay. Oh, yes. Look at Corey's face right fresh, now. I love fresh pork rinds. Oh, they're unbelievable. They're they're yes. Unbelievable. How do you
6: guys feel to meet your only fan?
3: Um, it's, oh, <laughs> that's not what the numbers say, Kelly. That's not
6: what the numbers say. The numbers say we're number say. one. So I'm going to say that we got. And, and, and he's the one are. listening. That's a <laughs> number.
4: <laughs> so
7: 15 years ago, uh, we were sitting around the office, and we said, how come there's a potato chip day and not a pork rind depreciation day? And so we literally started talking to our congressman or whoever you get to do this, and we got the governor to, to sign a piece of paper that said, uh, you know, the big game Sunday is pork rind depreciation day. We're a family-owned company, and we said, who can we help? We're going to talk about this a lot. Who can we help? And we just looked into Diane Dickus, brother was my across-the-street neighbor, and we just looked into the Gerdine Greats and this foundation and, and this group of people that do so much because you guys know ex-cowboys in Dallas. Yeah, yeah. They made $10,000. They had extra jobs in the offseason sometimes too. Steve Largent said he
3: sold
4: shoes. Yeah. At Foot Locker.
7: Yeah. And so they did not have. And so when when we saw somebody really putting a lot of money and focus on helping these guys, uh, before the last two – collective bargaining agreements there was no safety net literally we're flying people to dallas doing these surgeries doing their rehab um, to help them and coach is doing all of that and so that's why we got involved and let me also point out one thing you guys have been here before you never wear a camel blazer to this event
4: (laughs) that's right you
7: will disappoint more people than anybody (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you cannot wear a camel blazer these jackets are important and coach uh, teams us up with great players like steve and Kellen every year to help us get the message out and raise money at gridirongreats.org. People can still buy p- tickets to the party tonight uh, here in Vegas. Y'all know it's one of the best parties. Yeah, cigars with yeah. the Stars is one of the best parties in Vegas. And we're just so excited to be uh, uh, a part of the team with Coach to to help these players that, you know, like Mel Renfro, like Kellen, that, uh, and, and you guys get this too. They're a band of brothers. To watch Mel Blunt and Mel Renfro. And Dick Vermeil, all sit around having fun together cutting wow. up is just, it, it, it's surreal. It's the reason we're all fans.
3: And I, I got to say, I really appreciate what you guys do. You can respond to this if you want or not. Because a lot of times I'm very displeased at the roadblocks that the NFL in general puts up to seemingly support the people who help build this game into what it is. I, I know there are programs in place, but also I feel like sometimes the hurdles in those programs are a little bit too much and i wish the nfl would be more proactive in taking care of the people who made this the unstoppable juggernaut that it is right now
6: well the um over the last two collective bargaining agreements the nfl and the union we can't let the union off the hook yeah yeah uh because they have a responsibility also agreed because we're doing revenue sharing the players get 48 49 whatever it is now percent of that revenue and they have funds to put this programming together, and now it's teaching the, uh, the former players or retired players how to use these resources that are out there. But for a while, the union thought it wasn't their responsibility, mm-hmm. which is totally—can I say ass backwards? That yes. sounds good to me. Yeah. Ass backwards. Okay. Yeah. So it was totally ass backwards that this that they were responsible, and we were putting everything on the owners. So now we're starting to get into. How this really, really works, and now it's about teaching individuals how to take advantage of the benefits that are out there.
3: Man, I appreciate you guys very much. Where Where's the party going down tonight if people are listening in Vegas and they're like, I want to make this happen? The M Casino and
7: Hotel. Uh, it starts at 8 o'clock. Uh, the, the, you'll see everybody will be there. It's a great party, great food, and of course, great pork rinds. Awesome. Uh, you uh,
3: better. All yeah. <laughs> oh, that smell. You'll be all right. You'll find it. And gridirongreats.org if you want to learn more about the organization itself. Guys, thank you very much for not only what you do, but for popping in today. Yeah. Appreciate oh, it. My thank pleasure. Oh, this is Our a pleasure. real thrill for me. No, Love awesome. y'all's show. It's a thrill for us. There you go. Thank you very, very much, Kellen Wins- Winslow Sr. and Mark Singleton. I'm going to go Iron. follow him and Great. see if he No, you to have that, to stay to on the show. the dinner they, I'm really trying they're to They are allowed out. to
4: leave. Okay. You have to <laughs> stay. hang out with him all the time. He's awesome. Okay. After the show. Okay, After Fine. 2 o'clock, yeah. you can go and bother <laughs> them
3: and everything like that. All right. In the meantime, let's transition. I know there's not a lot of time. Mini Mike likes it. Is it going to bounce back to NBA?
0: I think we really need to talk about okay. it because this is a big day for the Dallas Mavericks. Is. I will say, on Twitter, a lot of Maverick fans are happy. Okay, good. So, so I, just, they just should scanning, because I'm scanning for possibly more trades now. Like, I looked at this. I do think these small trades are big trades right now in the NBA because the Mavs are trying to compete with a lot of teams. Denver, Minnesota, Oklahoma City are all up top. Those are the teams that look like they yeah. have a good path to make it to the second round or further in the playoffs, but you have Phoenix just traded for Royce O'Neal. I think that's, I heard he
3: was on the block, yeah.
0: Right, that's one of those small moves where like, yeah, they already have their superstars with Booker and Durant. And Beal's a star. I don't put him in superstar category, yeah. but he's like that that star. They're, they're third guy in a star. But they need help with other guys, right? And so they're making moves for, for another guy. The Mavs need a little bit bigger move. They're not as good as Phoenix is on paper. So I think that... This is really interesting, and I think teams like Denver, the defending champs, have to look at Phoenix making a small move, Dallas making two, what you'd consider smaller moves. These guys aren't future all-stars in Gafford or P.J. Washington, but they are moves that I'm sure Minnesota, Oklahoma City, some younger teams having very good years go, ooh, if we had to match up with those guys in the first round, this looks a little bit more difficult than, hey, all we have to do is, is slow down the three-point shooting and they will die. And I –
4: and it in my mind, Kevin, you've addressed the biggest thing that we were rebounding to and wing. Yeah, uh. you, well, not necessarily the production, but the position. Okay, uh, yeah. You know, because lively, we like a lot, but you can't wear them out. You can't use them all the time, and you feel like you have something that can work with him. So that's one of the things you addressed. And then with P.J. Washington, I think Mike's dead on with the there should be more there. Uh, hopefully, we can we can draw that out of him. But you addressed one big factor. And then you're like, you know, we're not just sitting around waiting, doing something that's not going to be anything.
3: And I'm not trying to slow down anybody's expectations for this year. I'm not trying to say you can't make it to the second round or anything like that. One thing I do like about these moves is you have pretty reasonable costs by NBA standards for Gafford and for Washington. And these are people that you add to the group of players that you can look at next year and be like, I know these guys are going to be on the team, or they can be something that people would genuinely want to make
0: a deal. Today's the 8th of February. The last time P.J. Washington played in an NBA basketball game that they won was on the 22nd of January. Just to give you an idea. So here's what I can remember. Are you about to talk about Antoine
4: Jameson and uh, Brandon Haywood?
0: Well, not Antoine Jameson. Karan Butler. Butler, Yes. Yes. I'm about to talk about Karan Butler and Brendan Haywood. And they they did that interview, and they're like, we couldn't believe we had been in such a dead situation. And we're talking about Washington Wizards and Charlotte Hornets now, but they were in Washington. And when they got traded to the Dallas Mavericks, and, yes, they did have at the time Dirk Nowitzki. They were a perennial 50-win team, yep. a team that had just been to the NBA Finals in 2006 and put up a 67-win team in 07 and had the disappointment. They like, had Dirk. We went from <laughs> only winning this many games and just, like, we're just playing out the season to, wait a second, we're playing for something. We can help a team maybe go deep into the playoffs. So I'm just wondering this. I don't know this. P.J. Washington has never been on a good team. He's only been in Charlotte. They've always been a bad team from 2019 on. It's always been a bad situation in Charlotte. Washington has been a bad situation for Gafford's career. I'm just wondering, coming to a team that has Kyrie Irving, has Luka Doncic. I know they don't have a great record. They're fighting to make the real playoffs. I just wonder what you could get out of them attitude-wise that they've now gone to an over 500 team wanting to compete for a championship that they have maybe an attitude adjustment.
3: Has this helped you come around on having to lose the first-round pick? Because you did have to send a first-round pick away. You are bringing back two second-round picks.
0: Yes and no. Okay, okay. On the 27th of January, P.J. Washington had 43 points. He has – I'm not saying he should average 43 points. He's so inconsistent. The last game he played, he went 2 of 11 for 6 points. Like, just to give you an yeah. idea on, on how inconsistent his, his season is, in his games in February, he scored 6, 15, 22, and 5. That's an inconsistent player. That's a player you can't rely on to give you 15 points a night. You're either going to get possibly 25 points or five points. It equals out to 13 points a game. Is can we get consistency? I bet off the air, now bringing it to the air, I said, Corey, I bet there's so many general managers and coaches that look at 25-year-old P.J. Washington and 24- and 23-year-old P.J. Washington and go, we can get 20 points Absolutely. a night out of this guy. He's yeah. talented enough to do this, but he's not doing it in Charlotte. So that is now the goal of Jason Kidd and the Dallas Mavericks is – This guy should be averaging close to 20 points a game on a good team. Why isn't he? And now it's up to the Mavericks to take this talented player that's been inconsistent in the NBA and make him a consistent somewhere between 15 to 20 a night with the defense, with the five rebounds.
4: Kevin, I just want to say I'm proud of you, all right? Kellen Winslow Sr. was a, a fantastic person to talk to. Yeah. And in the moment that he was sitting here doing his thing, your boy C.J. Stroud strolled by.
7: Oh, he did? And I'm
4: gla- and so now I'm actually not gl- oh. gl- proud of you because you didn't see it. If you'd have seen it, I do wonder if you would have been like, You're oh, right? hey.
0: Huh, you, C.J. Stroud, his boy. Oh, his boy. His I thought boy, he said C-J. his voice for no, no, some his reason. Boy. I was like, oh. okay.
4: Uh, yeah, and I, he went by, and I think he was going to be over there doing some stuff. And I know how much you care for him Man, and his future as a awesome. Texan. I
0: didn't know Bounty was so popular <laughs> with <laughs> football players. Dude, like, they
4: got wings, bro. Everybody loves wings. wings are good they are too. I've eaten wings every day. Chiafalo says he hasn't spent any, any money this week because he's been eating, eating wings. Company's going to be really Smart. proud about that. <laughs>